720 WGN. Thanks for joining us. Someone said, couldn't father go after Google for providing deceptive information? That is not the topic that Thomas Kemp called in to talk about, but I'm going to ask you about that. Tom Kemp is with us, tech policy advisor, privacy, cybersecurity expert, author of Containing Big Tech, How to Protect Our Civil Rights, Economy, and Democracy. Quick question for you, Tom. We had a retired priest on the air. He's 85. He got scammed by... Um, well, a couple issues. Somebody sent him an email saying they were PayPal and there was a deduction on his account. They then worked with him to try and rectify that because when he contacted PayPal, he went to Google to Google their phone number. The phone number he Googled was not PayPal. It was a fraudulent company who identified themselves as PayPal and eventually took $60,000 out of his bank. So, Tom, you're a cybersecurity expert. I mean, can we not trust when we go to Google to Google a number for a tech company that it really is that tech company and not someone impersonating them? Wow, that's really bad. Yeah, no, um, that, that's an issue with uh, Google right there. Um, I think the bigger issue is how they got all of his information. And it's not really the big tech companies that collect all that information. Those are these entities called data brokers, like these people search sites. Um, and it's really critical to uh, reduce your data footprint on the internet by getting yourself removed from those sites. And so mm-hmm. that's where they first start pishing you and calling you um, by getting that information uh, that's off the internet through the people search sites. Yeah, I think that, you know, many of us have gone to Google to, you know, Google a phone number for a company thinking that if it pops up on Google, it's certainly going to be that company. And it is not necessarily the company you're looking for, correct? That's correct. Yeah, I I think there is a, I mean, Google needs to invest in more in in this area a lot more. There's just increasingly, there's just a lot more fraudulent activity, and it's getting worse with AI because uh, algorithms can generate websites on the fly. They get picked up by the search engines, and and Google's not keeping up with it. Right, and that's the problem with big tech, right? I mean, they created this space. Uh, There's been very little, little oversight, and we tend to be the victims. I don't know if that's the right word, but it seems like we're paying the price on so many fronts. So tell me about how we protect our civil rights, our economy, our democracy. That's the book you wrote. I mean, what can we do as individual citizens when we're facing big tech? Yeah, I mean, their original business model was to offer us free services, and um, in exchange, we gave them a lot of our personal information, and that wasn't a big deal uh, in the past. You you did get that annoying ads following you around, so if you were shopping for red shoes, all of a sudden for the next month, the red shoes were following you everywhere on every website, But but nowadays, people are figuring out that to weaponize that data. Um, and so the key thing is reducing your, your data footprint. And th- there are things that you can do. For example, on Apple, there's this feature called app tracking transparency that blocks third-party trackers from collecting information from your mobile applications. On Android, you can download DuckDuckGo, and it does something similar to that. And then on your PC, uh, there's a free plugin called Privacy Badger from a, a nonprofit called EFF that blocks third-party cookies. So the more you can do to reduce the amount of data that's going out 
to the big tech companies, to data brokers, uh, that makes you more secure. Um, so it's basically more data out about you. There's more likelihood that, that people can manipulate that data or trick you. And of course, you know, in order to participate with any of these big tech companies, you've got to sign off. You have to click on pages and pages of who, you know, let's face it, Tom, not many people read all that. They don't know what they're signing. And the and it seems like if you don't click the little box, then you don't get to use it. Yeah, I mean, they've basically created walled gardens. And once we enter the walled gardens, their business model is to continuously mine as much information and use that information to service ads. And unfortunately, they haven't built interoperability. Ironically, Facebook, when they first started, scraped data from MySpace, and that's how they got people to start migrating over from MySpace. But if you try to build an alternative service to do that today, Facebook will will sue you to oblivion. Um, so we're kind of captive right there. Um, and so it really, the onus really becomes on the consumers to twiddle with the bits, so to speak, to try to limit the amount of uh, data that's being collected about us. Um, but unfortunately, that's the current situation that we're in. And, and we really need a national privacy law that gives us some basic rights to say no to the collection of our information, or at the very least, to know what is being collected about us. I think many of the legislators in this country are at an age where they, they're not digital natives. They didn't grow up with it. I'm not sure that they all interact with it as much as everyday people do. And I worry that's why there is no oversight. There's no national legislation that puts these big tech companies on the hot seat. That and also they spent a quarter of a billion dollars last year in lobbying to ensure that there isn't uh, regulation. And so that's why most of the activity when it comes to privacy is happening at the state level. Uh, Illinois came out with a good bill regarding uh, biometrics. Uh, and video and, and California is really leading things here with the first comprehensive privacy law uh, and some additional legislation that came out. So unfortunately, it, it, things have to happen at the state level, um, just given the dysfunction that we have in, in D.C. and the strong presence of the big tech lobbyist. We do have a strong biometric law, and a lot of people have profited from that. I mean, simply because we got a $397 check from Facebook and Google and other big tech entities. But let's get back to um, reducing our digital footprint that seems to be tough these days when everything every entity you interact with you have to do via one of these tech companies apple google um many people are not going to get off of facebook or instagram or tiktok and so give us some everyday suggestions as to what we can do how we can reduce that that digital footprint yeah, absolutely. I mean, it first stop starts with blocking third-party trackers. As I mentioned before, uh, Apple has this thing called app tracking transparency that blocks third-party trackers of your mobile devices. Um, it, it also involves blocking third-party cookies, which you can also set up in your browser to, to stop that. Um, and But because of these types of lawsuits, like the one that you talked about, that happened with Illinois, and you guys got some checks that uh, the big tech firms actually have privacy checkups, kind of like wizards. And if you are 
Um, like, for example, with Google, you can go to myactivity.google.com, um, and you can see exactly what data is being collected, and you can flip some switches to reduce the amount of data being collected about you. They just don't tell you that, and that's why I'm telling you, you and your listeners on the radio, that if you want to reduce the amount of data Google's collecting, very simple. Log on to your Google account, go to myactivity.google.com, and then you can turn it, a lot of that off. That's what we need to do. And your book is available everywhere, I would imagine, and it probably gets very deep into the weeds about what is happening and hopefully some inspiration about what we as regular citizens can do to stop it. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I didn't I didn't want to write an academic book. I wanted this to give, uh, as a person here in Silicon Valley that, that's worked with the large tech companies for years, I really just wanted to provide simple solutions to the problems that we're facing of the overcollection of information. AI is a big issue as well. Um, and so I spent a lot of time just, you know, kind of talking more in layperson's uh, language about the issue. What is AI, the issues uh, with AI, how to better protect ourselves, plus to also protect our kids as well, because we're now in a situation that one out of every three Internet users is the kid. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want you to come back on the show and talk about AI, because that's something we didn't get to cover in this conversation, but we'll do it again in the future, okay? Absolutely. Tom Kemp, his book is Containing Big Tech, How to Protect Our Civil Rights Economy and Democracy. Steve's News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago.